Hello, thanks for checking out the KZMC podcast. My name is April King, and I am the Associate Pastor at KZMC. This podcast is a recording of sermon teachings from our 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning worship gatherings. We release a new episode every Tuesday. If you're looking to check out our Sunday mornings, you can find our live stream over on our YouTube channel on Kingsfield Zurich Mennonite Church. We would also love to have you join us in person. You can find out all the details about our Sunday mornings on our website, kzmc.ca. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Good morning, everybody. How's it going? All right, not bad. Yeah, beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. You know, I don't know what it is, but, and I wasn't keeping track who was pulling in late. But, but, but sitting there, you can see the, the driveway, people coming in. So I don't know your cars yet, so I don't know which one of you was late. But I just thought for a moment, you know, I don't know if it was families with small kids or someone who was a bit behind this morning. And I'm not picking on you for being late, but I just thought, I think it brings joy to the Lord's heart when we're making gathering together a priority even if you're late. And I don't know if somebody was late this morning and you were kind of questioning, oh, should I go? You know, maybe you had a fight with your wife in the morning, which often happens on Sundays. I don't know why. It just seems to be a common thing. But maybe it was a bit of a struggle getting here. But I just felt like the Lord delights when we just make time for him and gathering as a family. So I'm not giving you permission to be late. (laughs) But... uh, Just God bless you for just making being together a priority this morning and just being with the Lord. Um, We're we're so privileged here to have a a pew full of kids, aren't we? Um, Even though they almost sent April on another holiday. (laughs) I had hard work this morning dealing with those. You know, and on on Friday night, we had uh, a sort of a youth kind of baseball wrap-up for the summer and there was a whole slew of youth, and, and we've got young leaders uh, leading our, our, our junior youth. We're very privileged here, and we need to invest in these kids, invest in these young leaders, invest in our youth. You know why? Because they're the future of our church. They're the future. If we don't invest in them, this is it. This will be it. When we all are gone, it'll be gone. So we need to invest in them. And we are very privileged to have them. So thank you, Lord, for kids. Thank you, Lord. All right. Last two Sundays of the book of Colossians, this week and next week, and we'll be done. And then we'll move on to something else. We've been talking a lot about staying focused on Christ. Don't get off track. Don't get distracted. And this week we're going to be talking about taking care Take care of those most dear. And to continue the the metaphor of riding our bike, my message to you this morning is that you can ride your bike in everyday everyday life. And if you haven't been around or you're you're missing it, this metaphor of riding our bike, you know, we have been made new in Christ. We've been brought to fullness. We've been healed. We've been cleansed. We've been renewed. When you found Jesus, you were given a new start. And Paul is telling us in this book, you've been brought to fullness in Christ, now go ride your bike. 
You don't need training wheels anymore. In training wheels, we use that sort of an illustration of rules and regulations that give us kind of a, a, a false sense that we're riding, that we're, that we're holy in God's eyes. But we don't need that because in Christ, something has been made new deep inside. We've been given a new start. And we can ride our bike, but you need to start pedaling. And so last week, we talked about starting to pedal. Paul talked all about things to cast off, you know, things like anger and malice and jealousy and all these evil things. Paul's saying, cast those things off. And he said, clothe yourself with things like humility and grace and love, ways that we can ride. But this week, Paul jumps into everyday life, into everyday relationships. And the one thought I want you to go with this week is that even the mundane is sacred. Even the mundane is sacred. And maybe a creative way to remember this or to carry this thought this week, we're going to be talking about it in a bit. You can write this in your notes. Pack the dishwasher for Jesus. Okay, we're going to be talking about packing the dishwasher for Jesus. So Paul's on the home stretch. He's already hit the climax of his letter. We've hit the highlights already. He's told us things like, don't let anyone put you down or judge you. You are complete in Christ. Don't let any deceptive idea or trap. Remember we talked about snares, snares in our lives, snares in the church. Don't let any deceptive idea trap you and make you feel like you were not enough. You were already brought to fullness in Christ. You have been made new. You've been made perfect. You were whole, forgiven, cleansed. Remember talking about Christ as this supernova, this incredible being who is creator, sustainer, healer. He is the one who has brought you to fullness. He's the one who's laid down his life for you. And now Paul's saying, guys, knowing all this, Run your race. Ride out your faith. You were brought to fullness. And so Paul, knowing us, I think he knew that if, if he just told us those things to cast off, you know, those, those things that apply to all parts of our life, like casting off anger, for example, or casting off, you know, lust or jealousy. You know, Paul knows us that we might be a little sneaky and not catch all those things. He told us things to clothe ourselves with, humility and love and grace. But I think Paul knows that sometimes those broad, sweeping strokes, we can kind of miss and we don't apply them as, as much as we should or we don't think about them as much as we should. So Paul gets really practical this week and he gives us some specific tracks to ride on. Things in our domestic, everyday, some might call mundane life. And to me, this is where the rubber meets the road. The way I interact in my home, in my family, in my job, has spiritual ramifications. We have the opportunity to work out our salvation, to run our race, to ride with Jesus in our everyday life. Things that many of us might call mundane or quote-unquote regular life. You know, I think so often we separate our lives. We have our, our spiritual life, right? Our time with God, our prayer time, our time in church, our time volunteering in church, 
things that we would call, well, that's my spiritual part of life. But then we also have what we call our regular life, you know, our hobbies, our jobs, the way we cut the grass, the way we pack our dishwasher. This is regular life. And for some of us, we only step into this life on Sundays, right? We have one, two hours a week where we're in our spiritual life, and then the rest of the week is, is the mundane, the, the regular. But I think Paul's teaching this morning tells us there is no distinction in God's eyes. Everything is sacred. Everything is spiritual. You know, have you ever read, especially when I was a kid, I remember reading the Old Testament. Remember when I was really young, you start off in the book of Genesis, and that's, that's not bad. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, it, it's going along pretty good. But then you start hitting these whole sections on, on law. And like, I remember reading as a kid laws about, you know, infectious wounds and how to cleanse them and what you should do with the priest. And then what, the one that sticks out the most in my mind is what to do if you have mold in your tent. Now, what on earth? And for years that confused me. God, why on earth is that recorded for me? Or why was that recorded for that? What, what's the point? And then I read somewhere, you, know you want to know why there is laws about every single little minutia of thing that could happen? Do you want to know why? Because God wanted to be involved in everything. When you were cleaning out the mold in your tent, God wanted you to be thinking of him. God wanted to be in every moment of every day. Even the stuff that was mundane and boring. God wanted, God wanted you to be thinking of him, to have him in your mind. So everything is sacred. Nothing is regular. Nothing is mundane. It's all sacred. So today Paul is going to talk, how do we act in the mundane parts of our lives. And he, he focuses on here mostly our domestic relationships. And I had written in my notes here, domestic relationships are not a trivial matter. Thank you, Judah, for reading again. And the first two uh, relationships Paul deals with, perhaps maybe some of the most important, profound relationships in our lives is our Relationship with our spouse, husbands and wives. He says this to wives. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Notice it says submit. Maybe a, a hot button topic in our world, right? A scripture like this gets perhaps misread or perhaps gets thrown away because some would say, well, this is just a, a command for a, a certain culture, a certain time in history. It doesn't apply anymore today. Submission is actually a choice. It doesn't say succumb to your, 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 your husband's authority. It says submit to him. It's a choice. And for those who would argue and say, hey, this is just in the culture, this is just applicable to Paul's time, look what it says. 
as is fitting in the Lord. This is from the Lord. This is to do with God. This is not to do with what the culture dictates. As is fitting in the Lord. Have to talk about husbands at the same time because this is a, this is a, a two-way relationship. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. I can't help but think of Ephesians chapter 5. We'll start in verse 22. I'll read that in a moment. And I can't help but I think of Ephesians chapter 5. I did a wedding once. And, and during the marriage counseling, I asked uh, the husband and wife to memorize this passage in Ephesians chapter 5. And uh, during the ceremony, I jokingly said to, to his name was Jason. I, I said, Jason, would you just recount the, the scripture you memorized? I was... I was I thought I said it in a really, I was just being silly. I was just joking. And he thought I was serious. And he literally did this. Like he literally almost went down. So whenever I read this scripture, I think of poor Jason and the poor guy. Jason, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. But he literally was just like, just moments from just boom. And he was a big guy. It would have made, he would have gone down hard. Anyway. Let's read this together. Ephesians chapter 5, starting in verse 22. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, the body of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Notice it says the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. We're not talking about leadership here. It does not say the husband is the boss. It says the husband is the head. What does it mean to be the head? Let's keep reading. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body. We're not talking about leadership here. It doesn't say anywhere here, husbands, you get to boss your wife around, that you get to call all the shots. What does it say? Husband, you are the head of your home. What does it mean to be the head? Husbands, lay down your life. What you want, what you think you need, no. You lay it down for your family. You give up your desires, your wants, what you think are your needs, and you become like Christ and give yourself up for your family. Submission then, I don't think becomes difficult anymore. I wrote here in my notes, someone wrote this, if a wife is asked to submit, it is to the husband's love, not to his tyranny. 
If a wife is asked to submit, it is to the husband's love, not to his tyranny. Man, if we are leading, if we are being the head like we are supposed to, submission should be easy. Man, the call is to us, I believe, in this. This is what true love is, laying down our life like Christ did. This is not leadership, this is headship. It is something different, more powerful, more spiritual. Our culture will love to read this very differently. They'll say, well, this is, this is antiquated. This just promotes the patriarchy. This isn't patriarchy. This is something far more spiritual. This is a high calling, I believe, that few men make. Laying down their lives. You know, I think of my dad... And there was a time growing up when mom was very ill. And my dad worked three jobs to take care of us. He pastored a church. He probably wasn't getting paid very much. And in the mornings, he got up very early before I was ever awake, and he cut grass at a, at a golf course. And then in, in the evenings, he worked at a metal plant, coating giant metal pieces for oil rigs way up north. I'm so grateful I had a dad who showed me what it means to be the head. He didn't do what he wanted. He gave up his life. He gave up his life. This is a high calling that few men can make. Our fleshly desire as men is to dominate, to be in control. Paul counters that. I have to be careful what I say, but women, the same thing goes. Your desire is to be independent, to dominate, and to be in control. God calls you to something far higher, to submit. Let's keep going before I get in trouble. Children. What did this verse say? Obey your parents in everything <clears throat> for this please listen to these words kids listen to these words I know you're busy you're buzzing obey your parents in everything for this pleases the Lord boy if I hear those words I want to know what comes before it what can I do that ple pleases the Lord? Children, obey your parents. This pleases the Lord. I think we all know what the fleshly response of a child is or what they want to do. It's not obey. But Paul's telling us, he's teaching us here that the way we interact in our marriages towards our parents actually has a spiritual component. It has a spiritual edge to it. It has heavenly ramifications, the way we act in our homes. Children, obey your parents. Then it goes on to talk about slaves, slaves and masters. Well, I don't know of as many slaves and masters around here, but I think it's safe to extrapolate this to bosses and employees. 
employees are told to obey, to have integrity, to work with all your heart. You are serving Christ. The job you have, whether you're working for Hay Communications, for a farmer, for a manufacturer, for, I don't know, an accounting firm, you're not working for your boss. You're working for Christ. It says just a few phrases later, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. The way we do our jobs that we think are mundane and boring and just a way to pay the bills is part of your spiritual journey, part of the way you can grow and please Christ. You are not serving your boss. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. This means to me that my whole life is a spiritual journey. Everything I do. And the challenge I want to leave us with, and I'll mention it one more time in a moment, but the challenge I want to leave us all with is to pack the dishwasher for Jesus. Maybe you're thinking, I don't have a dishwasher. Well, the way you wash your dishes this week. I want you to do it for Jesus. I'm serious. I'm not, that's not a joke. I want you to pack the dishwasher this week for Jesus. And I'll, I'll explain it a little bit more in just a moment. But often I know in my jobs over the years, we just do enough so we don't get in trouble or we just do enough when we're being watched. But Paul takes it to a whole other level. Don't just do it to do enough. Don't just do it when you're being wash, watched. Work with excellence, even when you're not seen. Because you're not serving your boss. You're serving Christ. Lastly, masters or bosses. Just Paul just says, be right and fair. Don't do it. Don't, le- don't have a company. Don't have employees for yourself. Just be money focused. Be right and fair. So in all we do, in every relationship, it is the Lord Christ we are serving. Our everyday life matters. There's no excuses. You say, well, I'm, I'm too busy. I don't have time to be in ministry. Guess what? Whatever you're doing today, do it for Christ. Whatever you're doing. You're cutting your grass this afternoon? Involve Christ. Do it with excellence. Do it for him. Everything. You have no excuses. I don't have time. I'm not really gifted. Paul is saying it's all spiritual. The way you treat your wife, the way you treat your husband, the way you treat your kids. Oh, I missed one, didn't I? Is that a Freudian slip? Fathers. Well, I, don't, I mean, I, I don't have any problem with that, so that's why I skipped over it. <laughs> Fathers. Do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. Fathers, we have a, a unique place in the life of our kids. And I think, well, what's, what's the fleshly response that Paul was pushing against? Again, the desire that, that I as dad am in control. My kids act how I want. They do what I want them to do. They make me look good. I don't want to make them look bad. And so we force things on our kids, Right? What does it mean to embitter? It means to make someone resentful. Fathers, we can't do things to make our kids resentful. Boy, that's, that's interesting that I skipped that one. (laughs) 
As I said before, some would criticize Paul and say his teaching is outdated or it's antiquated, it's only culturally relevant. But you know what I think? I think we like to, to jump, jump through hoops on that and do hand-waving arguments. Why? Because we can't handle the truth. We're afraid of it because it's hard. Submission is hard. To love as Paul talks about as a husband, is, it's hard to lay down your life. Why? Because everything inside of me wants to take care of me. And Paul's saying, you've got you to gotta fight against that. Our fleshly nature can't accept it. Kids don't want to obey. They want to do their own thing. I think what's happening here is the lordship and teaching of Christ is slamming against the ideas of the world. And they're, they're not compatible. We're called to something very different. You see, Paul's, Paul bases his appeal not on the laws of nature, but on the law of the new nature, that in Christ you have been brought to fullness. You are released to be truly human. You can now express yourself according to the divine pattern, not in self-assertion or self-giving. Does his lordship include our interpersonal relationships? Does his lordship include how we live and act in our jobs, in our careers? Does his lordship include things that make you uncomfortable, that cost you, or that push against culture? Or are they only applicable for things that are comfortable, don't cost, and that fit with this current culture? How far does his lordship go? And Paul's saying his lordship goes everywhere, even in the mundane things of life, in our interpersonal relationships, in our jobs. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. So my challenge for you this week is easy, an easy one. Easy to remember, maybe. Maybe not easy to do. I want you to pack the dishwasher for Jesus. Husbands, if you can rebuild a carburetor, you can pack the dishwasher the way your wife likes it. No more feigning ignorance. Well, I didn't know the plates didn't go up there. Sorry, I, just can't, I can never do it right. I, I've never said that. I, I just, I heard... I hear other people say stuff like that to get out of it. I'm serious. When you're packing the dishwasher this week, have Christ in mind. Maybe it sounds silly, but try it. Do it with Jesus. He's with you. He's watching over you. Kids, pack the dishwasher. I'm just looking, not any coincidence that my kids are there, but just looking that direction. Kids, pack the dishwasher for Jesus. You can get to your stuff in a minute. Obey your parents and do it because this pleases the Lord. And when you're doing it, think of Him. Wives, pack the dishwasher for Jesus. No resentment, no frustration. I always do this. No one else gets this done. Just do it for Jesus. 
Anyone who's single out there, think, well, who, who am I? I've got no one to argue with. You know what? Even if you're by yourself cleaning up, do it for Jesus. Invite him into that space. Do it with him. It's the Lord Christ you are serving. And everything we do, the way we treat our kids, the way we treat our family, the way we pack our dishwashers, everything we do is sacred. Just a closing thought before we sing a bit more. What would it be like if we stopped separating our spiritual life from our regular life? What if we just lumped it all into one? It's all spiritual, everything we do. I think our worlds would start to feel a little bit different. Be much more aware of Jesus and what he's done. So God bless you, and pack the dishwasher for Jesus. God bless.